0: Time for Task and Twos. Hey, TyCat fans! Welcome to the Task and Twos show. I'm Luke Tasker, joined weekly by Andy Twos, my former teammate. Andy, good morning, man. How are you?
1: Morning, Lucas. I'm doing excellent, thanks. How are you? Yeah,
0: good. Ah, oh, dude, I'm doing good, man. We, uh, it's crazy. I feel like I've been coming up, you know, just constantly. We have all these games are such a we're in such a tight schedule right now. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Friday coming back up to uh, Tim Horton's Field to get the fans back in there again. It's going to be exciting. Me as well. In the
1: night game under the lights. Uh, so first one of the year for the home, for the home side. And I, I always love playing on the lights. Yeah, man, there's something, there's something different about it. And um, seven o'clock should be right around sunset, I think. And it'll be, it'll be pretty electric having everyone rolling in and, and the lights on and hopefully it's a, another beautiful night. It looks like it's going to be. Yeah.
0: I love that. T- I love that time, too. You always uh, I remember warming up for the game and you're dealing with the, uh, you know, the sunshine still over top of the stadium. You get it in your eyes, but, you know, but, you you know, you know, come, you come out for the coin toss and everything's everything's behind the stadium now. Sky's beautiful. It's ready, ready to go. No interruptions left. It's uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a great, uh, great time for a game and a great field at uh, Tim Morton's Field. So it'll be good. <laughs> yeah well said it's uh
1: (laughs) it's like it's gonna be really muggy i i I hear it's supposed to be really humid and like 27 or something so you're gonna be out there in warm-ups just like sweating like crazy and then go back in for that 15 20 minutes come back out and you'll feel the breeze and and the cool air and it's just gonna be it's gonna be chilling yeah it's great
0: i think the uh the hottest game I probably have, we probably ever played at Tim Hortons Field was the first game ever, the Labor Day Classic in the uh, in the gray uniforms uh, where Bakari scored the touchdown. You remember that? It was like it was like thirty yeah. something <laughs> degrees and like and just as humid as could be. And of course, that wasn't a night game, so it, was, it stayed that way the whole day. Hopefully, not. Hopefully, we won't have it quite like that. But yeah, it's supposed to be uh, supposed to be pretty humid there on Friday night. Calgary Stampeders are coming in. It's crazy, man. W uh fourteen games this year, it still feels like the Tycats are just sort of you know, we're just they're just finding their way through the season and, and a lot of things still to shake down, but after on after Friday, there is one game left in the first half of the season. I mean it's <laughs> mind blowing. I guess for Calgary or Calgary hasn't had a bye week yet. They're two and four. This is the midpoint of the season for them. Like it's it's going so much faster. Than, than your regular season. It's really different, you know? Yeah, no doubt. But at the same
1: time, you know, the, the weather is going to start changing in a couple of weeks. So it's, uh, it's time to really start putting the pressure on and stringing some wins together. It was kind of nice to see – not nice. That's the wrong word to use it. But not necessarily a bad thing to see them sort of get knocked down to size after, after two convincing wins. And full team efforts, you could see they, you know, maybe they were a little cocky, or maybe they, um, maybe they just came out a little flat. But uh, obviously, a good learning lesson there to, to um, you know put step back on the gas. Yeah. Going into the sec- going into going into tomorrow night's game.
0: Every, uh, I think it's been the story of two teams for me. And it's different because, like, for the first time ever, I'm watching. A, I'm watching very, very intently each game, right? Like, you're. It's just so different from a casual uh, when you're in the booth than watching a casual football game. But the games, the Montre- the game in Montreal and the Labor Day Classic against Toronto, it was it was a very, very cohesive. You know, uh, three, all, all three, all three phases of the ball were involved in those victories. And in the losses, it's not like the Ticats have really had these like. You know, shootout it's not like we've we haven't seen like a shootout and then a loss at the last drive. We haven't seen like a like a battle back and forth, back and forth. It's really just been like sloppy football or or cohesive, you know, a good looking team win. So I don't know. I mean we're we'll see we'll see how they see see which of those two can uh, can come out on Friday and can carry the day uh through the rest of the season. But a couple things obviously changing for this week. Um David Watford, it looks like he's going to be starting a quarterback. Um, you know, I had one year of experience with him in 2019. Uh, certainly, uh, he fit the role as, as just a, a back quarterback to Dane uh, throughout the le- second half of that season last year very well. I mean, really good mental approach to the game, really good demeanor in the locker room. Um, but now it's on him. What's your experience with a young quarterback coming in at a time like this in the season? Oh well
1: that's a good question. Uh I d I don't know David Watford at all. I've seen him, obviously seen him play a little bit, uh two thousand nineteen and, and then last game. So I think it's good he got a little bit of little bit of experience in there. Um but you know he's gonna be ready to play. You know yeah. you know the coaches are gonna put him in a position that may include um may include shortening the playbook or fitting it out a little bit, but they're gonna try to you know, uh, use his strengths to their best advantage. But in my experience, uh, you know, I've had a lot of quarterbacks get injured over the years. And, um, you know, it brings a different dynamic. And it, it's a little exciting. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to game plan against as the opposition, as the defense. So yeah, true. I, think, uh, I think that you can have some, wr- some wrinkles in there that could be successful, especially in, in game one, in game one of, of the game plan and might necessarily uh, continue through the season. But the other thing to keep in mind is that the guys who started the season off on the sixth game are going to be coming back after this game. So that'll be another little milestone, um, you know, if they're healthy. So, yeah, Absolutely. I'm excited to see David play and looking forward to see, like, them build on, like, a guy like David Ungerer who built on his, his game last week. Uh he, he had some monster plays and you know there were some there were some bright spots in the
0: game last week, but definitely
1: gotta put it together.
0: Absolutely. It's a good point too. I mean, hopefully we'd we'll see Chris Van Zyl, and um you never know about Posey and Addison and hopefully their return is soon as well. But one of the things I would expect with David Watford with the young quarterback, I'm thinking you gotta have a you gotta have a, a group of plays on your call sheet for that week that, like you said, play right into a young quarterback's strength. So, and 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 also I also I think that a lot of plays that just eliminate decisions. So if if you have to if you're looking for rhythm if you're looking for a time to settle the game down for a young quarterback, you know you can call that play. That's whatever. It's all hitches, and he just has to choose his matchup pre snap, or it's a. Uh, it's a called you know one receiver key uh, concept where really there's not really too much of a read on a play or you get some called quarterback runs something in there to uh, mentally where that quarterback sees that play get called on his wristband and he says okay like I don't I, I don't have to I don't have too many decisions to make here because that's all, the football game is just a thousand decisions in a row you know everybody just through constantly even within every play there's multiple decisions that you're making and how you line up and how you uh, you know approach a guy, you're even blocking, but for a quarterback, and it, it's 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 tenfold, right? And so if you can work some plays in there that make a young quarterback settle down, that say, okay, this play, I I can I know I'm just catching this ball, and I'm taking a quarterback draw up the middle, something like that to, uh, you know, just to help that help that young player relax. But I'm excited to see what Tommy and Watford can kind of put together in an offensive scheme that's probably going to look you know it might look a little different from from when Dane was uh, has been playing the last couple of weeks we'll see um yeah i like i like to see i think you made
1: a good point there i'd like to see them sort of maybe use some pre snap motion to give some uh or or even doing the, the the freeze counts where they the receivers run up and and stop at the line to sort of try to give some tells whether it's man or zone on defense and then have like you said a simple if it's man i'm going to the short side and i have you know a a go and a ten yard out, and if I like the out, take it. If I don't, just give the receiver a chance on the go, and and that's it. And if it's zone, you're going to the field, and you're just high low in one player, and mm-hmm. so it's an easy it's an easy read, and you just throw off one defender instead of, you know, trying to read three levels uh, in a time when the pressure's on, or if uh, not getting a lot of time in the pocket or something like that. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great call, and and you know the tie cats you do use a lot of pre-snap motion and a lot of misdirection so looking forward to see looking to see more of that tomorrow yeah for sure
0: well it's calgary coming into the t- to tim horton's field i i i know you had some success against calgary as a rough rider but uh calgary was a tough opponent every year for us i uh we we uh never were able to get it done uh, against calgary uh from Hamilton this year they're they're 2 and 4 it's not exactly the regular uh the, the Calgary Stampeders that we've seen for the last whatever eight eight or so years um they uh they're at a point in their season where they're trying to figure things out as well so uh would be a very very valuable uh win to get a, against a western team and i think because of what the record has been with uh Calgary over the last you know nearly 10 years I think uh, I think this would be a really valuable morale boost for the Ty Cats as well as they are turning into the closing in on the end of the first half of the season here to uh, get back to that 500 mark. I think it would be valuable. So we'll see, man. It's exciting. Looking forward to it. Ty Cat fans, join us an hour before kickoff. Andy Fantuz and Louis B will have your pregame. RJ Broadhead and myself will have the call starting at, uh, I believe it's a 7 7 p.m. kickoff this Friday. Looking forward to it, and we'll see you there. Thanks, Andy.
1: Thanks, Task. See you tomorrow.